Welcome to City Talk with Sabrina Bengal and Liz Hartman. Welcome to City Talk with Sabrina Bengal and Liz Hartman. Hey guys, good morning. So Sabrina is out of the studio today. She is at a wedding up in New York. So you guys have got me today. I'm going to talk about all things veterans and military affairs. Let me make sure we're live really quick. So if you guys have any questions, since it's my first time doing this alone, please ask away. Ask me a million questions. I've got my right-hand lady here with me today, Miss Coraline Hankey. Do you want to say hello? Hi. How are you today? Good. Cora's going to be here all day with us. If you got questions for her, she can talk to you about quantum physics or the multiverse. And later on in the show, we're going to have Virginia Spencer here. We're going to chat with her about what it's like to be a veteran, a business owner, all things New Bern. I'm very excited. But first, I want to cover some upcoming events in the city and local area. Leadership Craven kicks off this Sunday. It's already closed for applications, but I do want to bring it up anyways so that you can look forward to it for next year. Make sure you keep an eye out on New Bern's website, on the Chamber of uh, Chamber of Commerce website. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's still early and I haven't drank my coffee. Uh, make sure you sign up for Leadership Craven, New Bern 101. Those are incredible opportunities to get involved in the local area and learn how all of the different agencies work with one another for the better mint of society. This Saturday at March 19th, on March 19th at Freshwater, which is 904 Pollock Street, Cora and I will be having a blast with American Legion Post 539 raising money for kids programs. We've got a bunch of kids programs we're raising money for. One of the first kids programs we're raising money for is New Bern High School's JROTC program. They are in desperate need of some drones and some extra blades for their drones. Because as it's as I've come to learn, when you're practicing on a drone, you crash them a lot in the beginning. So we want to make sure they have enough drones to get their kids well-trained on them for the future. That's a huge technical skill that we are excited to support. The second program we're going to be supporting is Boys and Girls State. Boys and Girls State sends kids from every school in Craven County to Catawba, I think is how you say it here, Catawba College, and they learn how to be a good citizen. They go to legislative sessions, law enforcement sessions, and court proceedings just to learn more about how the state operates and how its agencies work together. We really want to make sure we can get as many boys and girls to that as humanly possible. Finally, we are raising money for jerseys for a local hockey team for the New Bern Grizzlies. Very excited about that. We want to make sure that any kid who wants to play hockey has a jersey. No matter where you come from, who you are, we want to make sure you have a great time. Next up, we have Young Professionals of Craven County on April 7th at Small Batch. They are going to be doing what I think is going to be their biggest social of the year. They're actually selling tickets for it, which is typically a good sign that it's going to be a rager. So go to the Young Professionals of Craven County Facebook page or hit up Brian Wayne, the greatest hairstylist in the state, or hit up Charlotte Martin, their incredible chair, and they'll be able to get you more information. Again, that's April 7th, Young Professionals at Small Batch. That is located at 3515 Trent Road, Suite 1 in New Bern. 
finally this evening, Newburn is playing West Craven in baseball. So you're going to want to stick around all night and learn about that. Good morning, Alicia. Glad to know I'm not alone on here this morning. Moving forward, I want to give a little update about what's going on with the military, what's going on overseas, just because a lot of times I think it's over-politicized and you don't get the facts just as straight facts. So first things first, the U.S. did just decide to give $800 million more in to Ukraine in military assistance. That is primarily in the form of armor and weapons. The United States has stood their ground on their decision not to impose a, a no-fly zone. That's open to your opinion as to whether or not that's a good decision, but they are sticking strong on that decision. I did read a fact the other day, which is really interesting, and I want to share it. We currently have the most service members deployed since 2005. So the most service members deployed in 17 years. And considering that Saturday is the anniversary of when we entered into Operation Iraqi Freedom, it's pretty crazy to consider that. You don't realize, unless you really sit down and think about it, just how many of your Marines from Cherry Point, how many of your soldiers from Fayetteville, how many of your airmen from Goldsboro are currently overseas defending democracy. And I, if you're listening to this, just take a moment to think about them, say a prayer for them, wish them home safely. We could not do what we do today without them. And I think far too often their sacrifices are forgotten. And since I'm here alone, me, I can say whatever I want today. <laughs> so one thing that I think is even more important to consider is we saw the impact of the withdrawal from Kabul on our Marines' mental health, right? That was a gut-wrenching thing for them to sit through. Imagine that times 10 in Poland when they're dealing with refugees and that situation. So be sure you have them at the top of your mind in prayers. And we have Virginia Spencer. Perfect timing. Thank goodness. Because I was just going to talk your ear off. Good morning, Virginia. Good morning. How are you today? Doing well, thank you. Going to let Virginia get her little headphones on, and we're going to jump right in. All right. If you've guys got any questions for Virginia, feel free to put them below, and we'll ask her. How are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. Good. It's good to have you here. Virginia, this is Cora. I don't know if you've met her before. Hi. Cora. Hello. I think I've seen you out with your out with Yep. Your Big family. But you're usually playing with someone and having a better time. Yeah. Yeah. With Fia. Uh-huh. So, Virginia, tell us about you. Who are you? What do you do? Well, right now, I'm the um, owner of Carolina Creations in uh, downtown Newburn. And um, I've been doing that for almost five years now. Very cool. Yeah. What made you decide to purchase Carolina Creations? It was for sale. Okay, that's uh, a good start. <laughs> <laughs> I, w I was retiring, and... Um, and I needed to do something more. I couldn't just stop and retire. So um, I had a business. It was my favorite store then. And, and I thought, wow, this is a great opportunity. Let me just go ahead and do it. Very cool. What were you retiring from? Um, I was a nurse up at um, Vidant in Greenville. Okay. And um, yeah, I was there for 17 years. It's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was a, a great career. Uh, I was a RN. And at Vidant, I had been um, 
uh, over what used to be called ViQuest is now the Viden Wellness Center. And I used to be the director of programming there, um, wellness programming. And then I went to be um, the manager of the hospitalist program for a while. And then my last responsibility with them was uh, working as the manager of the uh, staffing pool. Very cool. So then you moved down to New Bern. Why'd you leave Greenville? Well, actually, I never left New Bern. Um, I live in Bridgeton, actually. Oh, okay. And I moved to Bridgeton um, in 87. Quite a while ago. Quite a while ago. Um, But, um, you know, Greenville, gosh, I went to college in Greenville. I, you know, got my nursing degree in Greenville and... Then after I got out of the military, I was went back to Greenville and got my master's in business. And so Greenville was just... Your home base. Yeah, the, the, the car just knew the way, and I, I just went along. Always went back. I love it. Yeah. So you did say you were in the military. So yes. for those who don't know your military story, can you share it with us? Sure. Um, I was a registered nurse. Um, I was a relatively new grad because um, I went back to school late. I was um, a late bloomer, I guess you might call it. Um, I had started out as an uh, LPN many, many, many years ago, and um, when I got married the second time, I um, had a, a florist shop, and so at the florist shop, um, I did that for about nine years, and then um, sold that, and went back to school, and that's about the same time that we came down here um, to um, to live in Bridgeton, and then I went to... Um, after I, you know, got out of um, college and um, my nursing school, then I went into the military. I was 43 at the time. I love that. That's a, definitely a waiver for those recruiters who are listening. That's right. Um, I really thought that I was a little too old, but my recruiter said, nah. They're desperate. <laughs> Come on, Virginia, we'll take you. <laughs> they needed nurses. Absolutely. And, um, y- you know, I know it sounds a little corny, but I really wanted to do something Productive for my country, and I. What year that I was that? Skill. That was in '93. '93. Okay, very cool. Um, so I, I I did join, and I it was a different world, altogether different world. How so? Oh my goodness. Uh, well, for one thing, you know, having been in business, um, you know, and and just having to be out there all the time and moving and and never stopping and and kind of going from one thing to the next to the next to the next and. Um, all of a sudden, you find yourself in a, in a line, waiting in the military and waiting, waiting, you know, waiting I, to wait. I, I learned that that uh, that phrase: "Hurry up and hurry wait. up and wait." Like, so I had you know a paperback book with me to, to read. Yeah, smart. <laughs> I never never did that. That was smart. So, um, but so that that was new. Very cool. But um, I went in, you know, in officer basic and um, learned a lot about the leadership. And I think the military has well at least. Back then, it was, you know, maybe different, but I really got a lot out of it. Um, it taught me uh, an awful lot about about our country, and it taught me an awful lot about the fine young men and women that we have serving. I think that's so important. I We were able to listen to E.T. Mitchell, Commissioner Mitchell, the other day, and she shared a statistic with us, which I'm going to share with everyone, that in a recent survey, 38% of North Carolinians, whether civilians or veterans, think veterans are tainted, mm. think they are damaged goods, think they wouldn't be ideal employees for one reason or another, which is crazy to consider. It's crazy. Because every veteran I know, I would hire them in a heartbeat. Mm. They're the few people that I would trust my life to. Mm-hmm. 
And so I think it's really good to hear your story and hear you say that Mm -hmm. because it really hits that home and emphasizes that if there is someone you're going to hire, it should be a veteran because Mm -hmm. they do have those skills. And they they are used to, you know, yeah, hurry up and wait, but they are also used to doing so many different things and being put in uncomfortable situations and um, still performing. Absolutely. Um, You would find yourself, you know, stationed someplace for two years and then you're you're transferred somewhere else. And, you know, Uncle Sam has a strange um, travel plan. Um, I and I I got deployed to Haiti. Ooh. And um, that was an amazing experience in appreciating my country. Absolutely. Very different circumstances. Yeah. To, to see the um, the poverty and everything there and how they oh their their land was so demolished um, there was hardly grass anywhere um, and yet the other side of the island the Dominican Republic was lush and green still but on the Haiti side they were um, cutting down trees and using them to make charcoal and things like that and so um, to see the stark difference was was amazing, and a good reminder of what we have. Were you there for humanitarian relief? No, there was um, you know the um, the, the big um, overtaking uh, in '93. Um, we had to go down. It was we were part of the initial force that went down. Very cool. Um, and of course, you know, being part of the initial force, there's no infrastructure um, to support us. So we were put in in an empty warehouse, which. We were thankful for the roof. Absolutely. You know? Take what you can get. Yes, we took what we can get. And, you know, everybody was, you know, stuffed into that warehouse and um, you were all put in there together and you had the, your cot with whatever was underneath was um, was all you had, you know. Makes you appreciate what you have and yeah. the people around you. Really. So um, that was 93 in Haiti. What did you do after that? How long were you in for? I was in for five years. Five years? Yeah. Just enough to get a taste and come back to life. Well, I got a little nervous because they were having a reduction in force. And okay. There were um, officers around me that, you know, were, you know, getting asked to, you know, we don't need you anymore. And at that time, the retirement was a little bit different in that you didn't have anything else except the 20-year retirement. I'm yeah. thinking, okay, I'm going to, being as old as I am, I'm, I'm going to get to a point where they're going to say, gee, it's been nice, but we don't need you anymore. And you're stuck. You're not going to get those 20 I years. I wouldn't get the 20 years in. Yeah. And so I was I was a little nervous about that. And so thought I probably needed to get into the civilian sector where I could get a retirement plan. Now, retirement plans are different now. Very different. They yeah. changed again three years ago. Yeah. So so um, back then I was, I was looking for a long-term retirement. Absolutely. Um, so I, I did get out. I was very financially responsible of you. I love that plug. Good job, Virginia. Focus yeah. on your future. <laughs> yeah, you really need to. Um, but the, the military gave me oh, a, a tremendous um, ability to do things that I never thought. I mean, who would ever think of me, you know, learning how to belly crawl and throw a grenade and, you know, um, get in a helicopter. And- I'd love to somehow incorporate that into Carolina Creations so everyone can see the other side of you. Oh. Maybe if we have like something down the street where you have to belly crawl, oh. that would be ideal. We could like have a competition with all the business owners. Oh, that'd be I funny. think you would win. <laughs> Surf Wind Fire might give you a good competition. Yeah, they probably. Uh, he'd give you oh, some yeah. run for He money. would get me a run for Absolutely. Money. Yes. 
That's awesome. I don't know that I could keep up with them. <laughs> so you came back. Yes, you could. For those who didn't see Virginia sprint a flag around us during March for the 22, oh, yeah. I couldn't even yeah. do that. And Virginia did it seven yeah. times in a row. Yeah. That was awesome. It was cool. It was so cool. You well, got... I had to represent the Army. I know. Someone did. too many Marines out there, you know. <laughs> it's, that's how it should be, Semper Fidelis. But I was glad you were there. Yeah, thank that you. That was a really good time. I, that was. It, it was a great time. It was very uplifting. It was. Yeah, very uplifting. And, and one of the things about, um, I wanted to say about, um, we're talking about the military and the difference in them. Um, I had an experience when I first went into the military. It was I was still, you know, a green, you know, lieutenant, and and um, we had a mascal down at Fort Bragg. Okay, and it was where um, Pope Air Force Base had some paratroopers waiting to board, and. Um, there was a military jet that crashed, and the paratroopers that were on the ground waiting got burned very badly. So that was a mass cal. Um, I was, uh, at that time, I was um, assigned to an orthopedic ward at Fort Bragg, and this was the old um, um, Fort Bragg, the, uh, the military center there. Um, Womack Army Center. It was the old one. It wasn't the new The new, gorgeous, huge Womack. Right. It was the old one. So I was up on the sixth floor, and I was off duty that day, but I came in for a meeting. And um, as I'm walking up the, the stairs to the to the sixth floor, all of these um, other soldiers are running down, and I'm thinking, gee, you know, what's all what's the going excitement? On? And um, when I got upstairs, I learned what had happened. And at that time, they were uh, wards of six soldiers in, in each bay and in the, the very large room. And um, all of those soldiers that were in there had injuries themselves. But when they learned of what happened, they all gathered their things and took their things down to the waiting room so that they so could they give, could up, give their up their beds. They, I'm sorry, you don't find that in a civilian hospital. No, you don't. You really don't to see that that sacrifice. They were hurt themselves. They were patients themselves. Some were surgeries, some were injuries. But they knew at that moment there were people who needed those beds and that yes. care much more. Yes, I found that quite quite amazing. Quite amazing. And that's the level of sacrifice I think you even see today. Still, mm -hmm. you still see people today willing to give up anything. Mm -hmm. I we have a member who has a coffee shop. Who mm -hmm. if there's a homeless vet out there. He never even blinks. Mm -hmm. He just gives that coffee shop up so that someone has a place to sleep. Mm -hmm. That level of sacrifice you don't see in the civilian world. Right. And it's another reason why we're not tainted. In fact, we're the best you'll find anywhere. Oh, my gosh. We yeah. love one another like no yeah. other. And once we know you, you're our family. Right. I love that story. It's right. a perfect reminder. And when, you know, here I was going to Officer Basic and um, I was 43 and and everybody else in there was you know in their 20s somewhere and um so i had you know a, a hill to climb yeah that had to have been know. a really unique experience yep. when i first went in i mean i i couldn't do the first push-up you know i just couldn't uh i couldn't run two miles no because i had you know been doing other things and yeah. living a different life and um did they train you up were they harder on you did they yell at you more or they were they nicer myself. you yelled at yourself enough okay yeah good to know 
I got myself to a point where before I actually reported for duty, I could run that two miles. That's crazy because knowing you now, you're more active than I am. Like mm-hmm. you're more active than most people in the post. Mm-hmm. You're out bike riding. You were an avid runner. Right. So it's crazy to imagine there was a time when Virginia was not running two miles. Right. right. Couldn't do it because I had, you know, I had just gotten into a different lifestyle. It, it, exercise wasn't important. Well, that taught me that the importance of exercise and keeping it up. And at that age, I had to keep it up all the time. Oh, yeah. Work a little harder. Yeah. Because being younger, if, if you're younger, you can step it up in a hurry and your body is ready to, you know, just take it on and, and move, you know. Um, when you're a little bit older, it's saying, what? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I've never done this. Stop yeah. doing this. <laughs> so... Uh, well, you have upheld it well. I like. I'll never forget that march because when you picked that flight, I was like, "There's no way she's gonna run this." Yeah, because you're the best in shape business owner woman, and I like. Oh, it was phenomenal. And each time someone would run a lap, it became a competition where yeah. we'd start counting the laps. Yeah, and there was some like great in shape young marine 25 years old he ran two laps. Yeah, and then you yeah. picked it up and ran seven, and I was like, "What is happening?" It was like. A different universe. It was crazy. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. So you got into good shape. Yeah. And I got into good shape. And um, when I was in officer basic, you know, you've got, oh, obstacles to go across. You've got all of the, you know, the training and it was, it was physically, um, it was, it was challenging, but um, the teamwork was amazing. I felt so great at all of the younger Marines who would reach down off of that obstacle and and help and you help over. I love that. And that's what it's all about. It's all about teamwork. It's all about teamwork. It's all about people helping. Um, we're going to make it together. Absolutely. And, and that's and something else you don't find today, right? You go into different, in the private sector, more often than not, it's a battle for who can climb the ladder fastest, who can get more money, who can get more power, who can get more accolades. And you don't find that in the veteran sphere. You I'm going to keep plugging that because I'm going to change that 38% by the end of this video. Yeah. But that's another perfect example. Yeah, I agree. And and the fact that you, you know, find yourself doing so many different things. Um, when I was stationed down in Haiti, I got chosen to be the, um, we had a visiting general and I was chosen to be the, the general's aide. Ooh, fancy. And, and, and it was like, okay, I've never done this before. Yeah. What do I do? You know? You're going to learn quick. <laughs> yeah, I learned quick. Or you're going to get in a lot of trouble. So, um, but it, it was great. And, and um, I had I had a time where um, I had to um, escort the general or, you know, be his aide as uh, we went to one of the um, outlying hospitals. And uh, so we got up in the helicopter. We went up and, and I had to carry his weapon Um we didn't have enough weapons to go around. Okay. I was wondering. I was yeah. like, is he not capable? What is happening? Well, no, he didn't need to because, okay. you know, everybody else had their weapons. So, got it. I mean, I had it if he needed it, and I, I actually got issued my own because we didn't have enough to go around. That's crazy. So being a nurse in the hospital, you don't need one. Everybody else has, you know, has them. So you never got issued your okay. own. Okay. Now, that's know. a very different time from Think, now. I'm sure Eric could now. like comment in on that also, but that seems like a it was very different crazy idea. Yeah, it was very different. But um, so anyway, I got got issued that, and I also had some um, um, it was uh, some Coke, Coca Cola, and uh, sorry, we're in a Pepsi town, but this was Coca Cola. Sorry. <laughs> okay, so you got a Coca Cola. I don't know where this is going. Um, and and that's what the general used as a gift. 
you know. <gasps> oh, he gave went. out Coca-Cola. Yeah, he gave out Coca-Cola. So. That's wild. Yeah, it was really wild. So can you imagine being somewhere where a Coca-Cola that makes your day and you're like, wow, thank you. Right. Right. So that, that was my job to carry that along. And, and uh, so I, you know, I was just in charge of carrying all of all of the stuff. And and so they dropped us off. He went to his meeting and I was waiting for him. And, and then they came out and said, um, all right, the, the general needs his helicopter now. Okay. Uh, where where do you want, did yeah. the helicopter go? You know, <laughs> because when they dropped us off, they, they flew oh, off. Yeah. Yeah. Saying, where do I find another helicopter, another helicopter. <laughs> for this? <laughs> So this was so new to me, <laughs> but you know, being military, I you adapted, around, you overcame, adapted, and I looked over and I saw a tent with a bunch of antennas, and I thought they can find me a helicopter. I love this. So, you did adapt. I, you I figured adapted. it out. I figured it out, and I got a helicopter for my general. Did he know what was happening? Did he know how confused you were? That's a sign of a he successful. Had, he had no. Idea. Very nice. Whereas you were like, "What is happening?" I know. But so that was sort of cool. Very cool. Yeah, I got it. I have a question for you because so often, well, let me just ask a question first. It sounds like you had a phenomenal time in the military. Mm-hmm. Good. So what I was hoping you would say, because too often we hear these stories of women that have these negative times in the military. And I love hearing a female veteran talk about how it was life-changing and positive. It and- was It was positive. It was difficult. It was Absolutely. difficult at times, but um, it, it was very good. It just taught me so much. It taught me I can do anything. Anything, if I put my mind to it. I put my, if I want to. I put my mind to it. I could do it. And you know, if I fail, it's okay. There's something else to do. I, and I learned something from that failure. Mm-hmm. I love that. I had the very similar experience. Mm-hmm. And you lean back on those skills that you learned, those soft skills, those hard skills for the rest of your life. Yes. Those friendships. Are you still close with anyone from when you were in? No, I really wasn't. Okay. Well, that makes sense kind of because of the age difference. That's not yeah, too yeah. shocking. I, I didn't, you know, go out and hang out with them afterwards because it, there was a big age difference. Didn't throw back any beers? Yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> so when you got out, you went to Vidant. Did you mm-hmm. immediately go to Vidant or did well, you go I went to school to, I went before? Back to, I went back to get my master's first. Smart. Was that with the GI Bill? Yes, it was. I love a good use of the GI Bill. Yeah, I was. So master's in business administration mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then you became a nurse. Well, no, I was a nurse before, and and that's the reason that the military accepted me. Oh, that they took you. Me. Yeah. But then you went back to Vidant. Right. Then I went back to Vidant. 17 years. Mm-hmm. Did you enjoy that? I did. And um, I took a lot of what I, I learned in the military um, with me, um, but then I learned a whole lot more, you know, um, being in a large medical facility like that um, has so many different challenges and opportunities. If, if one door closes, another one opens because there's... It's a it's a huge system, and there's a lot that you can do, and a lot you can. Did you have a specialty? I know nothing about the medical field. So, do nurses have specialties? Did you focus on one specific area? I did not focus on one specific area. Um, that's one of the beauties of nursing is that you can go so many different places, so many okay. different avenues if you have the base behind you. So, you know, I had started out as, as I told you as an LPN mm-hmm. many many years ago, and and I did. Um, um, just general med surge, that kind of thing. I did. Um, I was an office nurse for a while, and I was actually a pharmaceutical salesman for a little while. All over the did place. That. I worked for A.H. Robbins, the people that make Robitussin. Yeah. So I was a pharmaceutical salesperson. Um, and, and that's all, you know, with just an LPN that I did that. And then um, when I got my, my nursing degree, I was in an orthopedic ward. I In the military, I went for ICU, so I was in cardiac ICU, and and they gave they um, gave me a very um, intense course 
to be able to specialize in that. And so I got um, certified in the ICU care. And those carried over, your military certs mm-hmm. carried over to the civilian sector? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was in, but in the military, you end up going to a lot of different floors, a lot of different specialties. And so, um, you know, yes, I was in, in cardiac ICU, but I went to the regular ICU and, and then, you know, sometimes had to go to you know, med surge, just a whole lot of different places. And I okay. worked in the orthopedic area. So, um like a jack of all trades. Yeah. Expert of all trades, though. Yeah. And, well, and, you know, you have such a breadth. You can either have a depth of knowledge where you really um, concentrate on one field and you are the that expert of that field. But then if you have a breadth of knowledge and a breadth of experience, it gives you a different perspective as well. Because someone who um, oh, has a, a problem with... Um, a fractured leg or something like that. He could also be having a heart attack, and you're able to and, deal with all that. And, one and so time. you can you can recognize different things because of all of the different types of experiences. And the military had to be some of the toughest things you ever experienced, and that's the perfect foundation. It was perfect foundation for it. Yeah, military was great. Um, so right. I have to ask. It's really interesting to hear that you were in sales too. Mm-hmm. This all tied perfectly into business. Mm-hmm. Did you find that the skills both at Vidant and the Army translated well once you became a business owner? Mm-hmm. One of the things that I think that translates well is the leadership part of it um, and being able to um, recognize good people and then how to motivate good people. I happen to be, I don't know, the good Lord has blessed me with wonderful people to work with. Um, it, it actually... It's one of my loves is being able to deal with different personalities because everybody has something to offer. Mm-hmm. Everything is different. Um, everybody has their quirks. Nice way of putting it. It's a very nice way of putting that. Um, <laughs> I would have said it differently. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I have, you know, in at Biden, I ended up with 150 direct reports. Oh, wow. And that was, you know. A ton of different personalities, a lot of different quirks. And you were able to figure out what made each one of them tick, what their motivations were. It just being supportive. Mm-hmm. You know, there's something called a servant leader. And I really believe in that, is that my job was to make them successful. Um, they had, oh, the RNs went everywhere in the hospital. And uh, so they could go, they could be um, asked to go to orthopedics. They could be asked to go to med surge. They could be asked to go to... Um, even the pediatric ward sometimes, you know, the ED, and each one of those areas is totally different. And yet the nurses of the staffing pool were able to go anywhere. I mean, do you know how valuable that is? Yeah. To, you know, being able to move the staff around uh, where the need is. Because and you could trust they knew what they were doing. You didn't have to worry yes. that they didn't have the knowledge. They all did a fabulous job. I, I have to say they, oh gosh, they were wonderful. And the um, the nurses' aides, what we call care partners, they are just as versatile because they go from behavioral health to the ED to, you know, mother, baby to anywhere. They go anywhere. And so they have a tremendous amount of supporting role to this. They can see things go on. They're with the patient all the time. You know, nurses come come in and out. There's a level of service that not many people have. That's right. And so I really... Um, have to take my hats off to them and being 
they saw some absolutely fabulous things. Um, and, and we had a program called, um, you know, where we had so many suicides. And to me, that is that shocked me the most, learning when I got into that role of how many suicide attempts there were. Did you see any patterns? How many were there? Was there any similarities? Could you piece anything together? When I, when I first got into that job and they uh, told me about you know, the numbers, I thought, oh, there's got to be a mistake here. Yeah. Not that many people commit suicide. And this is at the Vida in Greenville. Yeah. And, um, you know, our job was make sure they don't Absolutely. commit suicide. But, you know, the fact that somebody had made an, an attempt. Is a problem in itself, yes. Right, because they could want to do it again. So we would have these care partners were what we call sitters, and they sat at the bedside. And so they would have these long conversations with people, and, and they got to know them. Some of them didn't. You know, somebody didn't want to talk to them, and they knew when to be quiet. But um, they you know, had some very um, inspirational stories of people that had troubles. And that's a tough job to be in, to hear people's stories day in and day out. That's something that they should be recognized for because you're literally saving a life. Mm-hmm. A lot of yeah. times we always say it just takes one person right. to talk to someone. Right. So, yeah, they 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 excellent people. And actually, I'm still um, friends with one now that um, I invited, you know, the veterans breakfast mm-hmm. that we go to on Tuesdays. Yeah. Well, Renee is my friend. Oh, Renee came from there. Renee came from there. Yeah. Very cool. And she's a, a fellow veteran. Very cool. And so she uh, she's. And she comes all the way down from Greenville because of the, the veterans here. You know, veterans have a special, special bond. And I do like to, th- I'm biased, you know that, but yeah. this area has the best veterans programming. Yeah. I say that as much as I can. Yeah. But that's really interesting. Did you see any patterns with the suicide rates? Were predominantly men, predominantly women, predominantly veterans, predominantly not? You know, what surprised me the most was the number of, of children who were really considering suicide. And to think that as a, when I was a child and I think back, that was never an option. No. That was never a I, consideration. Of, all I cared about was NSYNC and boys. That was yeah. all my heart cared about. Yeah. So the, the, the possibility that a child is in would, a dark spot like that. How young? That. Like some of them were, you know, 12, 14, some of them, and, and, and they, Maybe they had just a suicide ideation and just, you know, said something. Not that they necessarily made the attempt, but they could have said something. And so, therefore, they were made, we made sure that we watched to make sure that nothing would happen to them. But even to say something, as a child, I never, ever even thought that as a possibility. Was there follow-up care in those instances? I know you had the bedside nurse where she would talk to them and be there with them when they were released from the hospital was there follow-up care i don't know that um i would assume there would be i would hope so but i i can't answer i don't know that that's really interesting yeah but that's the thing that surprised me the most is the youngsters that would consider that wow yeah just a different we're blessed we're blessed beyond measure and it's another good opportunity to say if you see a kid support them mm-hmm. make sure they have the opportunities to thrive and grow and mm-hmm. explore life and not have to think about those mm-hmm. moments mm-hmm. And, and giving them connections and things absolutely yeah okay so totally changing mm-hmm. pace but going to uh, being the owner of carolina creations mm-hmm. what is your proudest moment proudest moment um well 
I think that the thing that I, I feel best about is the fact that I've got such a great staff. Um, that staff is, to me, just such a caring. Um, they're bought in. Were they with you through COVID? You guys? They 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 have stayed. The That's amazing. Time. And that means a lot. That really does. And and they were with me through the hard times. And um, we had one time where um, two of our people were out at the same time, um, with, one with surgery and the other one with an injury, you know, and it was like, what the heck? You know, we have a very small staff, and so that left me with, with one, and, and, and her name is Donna. So Donna and I, um, we ended up being the only two were until these people came back, you know. Running the shop together, really bonded you and Donna. So when we would leave that at night, we would say, you are coming back tomorrow. Well, I'll come back if you come back. All right, let's do it. You know? become sisters after a while when you're, yeah, you go through something like that. Yeah, yeah. And you own the shop during Florence, if I'm doing the math correctly. Yes. Um, the, the first thing was, was the first downfall was, was Florence. When, when I bought it, you know, it was, took a, a little time to get used to it. And it was, a, it was, that was a big learning curve. Absolutely. You know, the art world. I had been a florist before and, and I had done art in the florist industry, but that was very different. was very different. So, uh, and then we had Florence and, and it's almost, I, I tease and say it's biblical. We had the floods and then we had pandemics and, you know, what comes next? You know, what next? The locusts. You know? <laughs> yes, the flies. <laughs> <laughs> but um, my wonderful staff ha- has stayed with me. That's the whole awesome. Thing. And I-, I feel blessed that I-, that I have such great people. What are the biggest challenges facing? Let's start with Carolina Creations. What's the biggest challenge facing your business? Um, the unpredictability of our um, world, you know, you never know when, when something's going to happen. So then you'd need to adjust. Um, right now it's, it's the inflation and, um, understanding that people only have so many funds. And now I did see my hairstylist, he made a post on Facebook. He was like, Hey guys, you know, it's that time I have to increase my costs. Mm -hmm. Naturally, we're all incredibly supportive. We wouldn't be where we are without our hairstylist. Mm -hmm. Do you do something similar? How do you adjust as a business owner to inflation? What does that look like? Well, most of it comes in when um, the product that that we get gets increased in price. So then you have to increase. I have to increase, yeah, in order to be able to pay the mortgage. And, you know, I've got um, employees that have to then put food on their table. And Absolutely. And their food costs more, too. So they need it. They need a they needed increase more. in pay. Mm-hmm. Do you think the community's been supportive? Oh, my gosh, yes. Okay. As much as they possibly can, yes. Um, we do have to understand that they have limitations as well. Absolutely. You know, Everybody's pockets are being hit from all. That's right. But um, I, I have to say New Bern is a great place to be in business. Yeah. Very cool. So let's take that a little bit farther. What are the biggest challenges facing business owners? I know I'm tasking you with a big question, but in New Bern right now, looking at the next five, 10 years, what do you think our biggest challenges are? Um, I'm thinking that big challenges here are, can we continue to have the the great down-home personality that our town has? Grow smart, I think is what yeah, Bob always says. How do we good. grow smart? How do we, how do we do that? How do we maintain the charm that we have and still grow and still be attractive to um, young people as well as to um, people who are making changes in their life? 
I think that we'll have more people coming because you can work um, remotely. And Newburn's a very charming place to live. Absolutely. And so we should be able to attract more people who traditionally wouldn't be able to come here. And we see more and more retirees or mm-hmm. foreign done from the base moving to Newburn, mm-hmm. which I think is tremendous because of those family aspects. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things is during COVID, it was genius that Newburn came together and opened those streets, mm-hmm. or closed the streets mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. is the proper term. Cora was able to run up and down the street yep. and get leprechauns, get the, she was like, where are the leprechaun stickers yesterday? I was like, I don't know if they're doing it this year. But that is very unique to Newburn. Yeah. I've lived in a lot of places and I've never seen community come together in such together. a beautiful way. Yeah, I think so long as you maintain those really cute, adorable, kitschy sometimes programs for the mm-hmm. kids, mm-hmm. you're going to have the families come. Mm-hmm. But how do you grow? How do you bring in more people and maintain that without it getting too crazy? Too touristy. And, yes. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think it's a fine balance, and so that is a big challenge. Okay, so I've got 42 I've got We're at 42, so I'm going to ask a really hot topic question. You don't have to answer, but I'm going to ask it. What is a social district? That's where um, people are allowed to go uh, leave, a, in, leave someplace that has liquor, and they can take the drink with them. So I could leave Cypress Hall, and I could go to MJ's, for instance. Well, you, you you can take your drink with you in a special cup. You have to buy the cup. Okay. And it's, you know, you can't just take anything. I can't take my coffee cup. No, you can't put it into your coffee cup. Okay. It has to be this. They're going to serve it into a special, special cup, cup that um, is clearly identified as to what it is. And you can take that and go shopping with it. Now, okay. You cannot go. It's my understanding that you cannot go into another place that serves alcohol and then get that cup refilled. You have to throw it away. And get a new cup. Get a new one. So the benefit, if I'm hearing you, I would be able to go into Surf Wind Fire. Yes, and you can go into my store and you go Retail. Retail. We go to the toy store. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. So what it does is it, it, the aim of it is to allow people to relax. And like in the the hot summer, take a cold beer with them. Oh, absolutely. You know, and um, just relax with the family and- Maybe sit on the bench or then go into the stores, or, but to be able to take it with them. Well, I love that idea because in the summer, we love to take the girls and play cornhole in the middle uh-huh. of the street. I uh-huh. hope they shut down the streets like they did last year. And it would be really nice to be able to walk around and let uh-huh. them play in the streets yes. and have that protection. Yeah. What are There's a lot of talk about this. Uh-huh. And from my point of view, I love the idea because it gives us a more family time together. Uh-huh. There's a lot of concern about the downsides. Are what are the downsides that you see? Are there any we should be talking about that maybe I don't know about? I think what um, the concerns that I have heard are that um, it would open up to more like inebriation yeah. and, and people acting stupid. And but the statistics know, don't show that. I don't believe that they have. And I wasn't in the lead team that did the statistics, but the way that it was presented to us at the downtown council was that they have already done, you know, gone to other places that have done and made this a success. Um, Some of the larger cities that have adopted this. And there were statistics that backed up the fact that crime was not increased, litter was not increased. Um, And so it was presented to us in that manner. And, And I was you know, part one of the business owners that voted, I'd like to give this a try. Oh, very well, that doesn't surprise me at all because you're one of the most innovative and open-minded people I've ever known. 
so do you think it could help Carolina Creations? Um, yeah, I think that it can help Newburn as a whole. I think okay. we all have to consider ourselves as 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 a one team, team down here because um, we need to be able to attract different people. We need to be able to attract families. We need to retirees. Retirees. We need to make people comfortable. You know, we need to uh, make it so that it's well. For example, when someone comes into um, my store, you know, sometimes they'll come in with with cup of coffee in their hand mm-hmm. or something and ask if can that can I come in with this and my goodness yes please come in I yeah. want you to feel comfortable absolutely people will stop at the door and ask can I bring my my dog with me of course you of can of course you can um I don't want people to feel just because it's it's an art gallery you know sometimes people feel like oh my gosh I don't want to break anything I don't want to touch anything I don't want to do anything no I don't want you to feel that way at all but half the time if people do have dogs they know how to manage they them know how like to manage we're not them. right they they know they know how to manage them and so I never had a problem. I love that. that and I like to invite people in. I want them to feel at home. Make it more inclusive. Make sure everyone has a home there. Mm-hmm. And you do such a beautiful job at that. I get to see it at the post level, where you're constantly working with the community to bring in new artists. You're I've said this before and I'll say it again. You're one of the most. You have some of the most Judaic art in the entire city of New Bern. Mm-hmm. I cannot find anything anywhere else. And I've always loved that about your shop is that you feature different artists. You're constantly changing the art out. It's always nice and new. And then you always make sure families are welcome, which is really exactly. beautiful. Exactly. And it's it's important to me that we, we think about the values that our country is based on. Our country is based on values of acceptance and of entrepreneurship and um, freedom And we have to make sure that people feel comfortable and feel good about doing that. And so I want to make sure that um, there are some religious things in there, whether it be Judaic or Christian, um, to make sure that everybody feels there's a place that you can go buy some of that stuff. Everywhere. You're always represented. Mm -hmm. I love that. Right. So you're excited about the future. Oh, yeah. Um, Concerned right now. You know, it's a little tough right now with... with, um, with the inflation and all, but you know, it's just one more storm. We'll, we'll get through it. One of the the challenges that um, I'd like to bring up is is with the um, Legion and my little program of trying to uh, make an effect on the suicide rate and offering the the art classes. Mm-hmm. And so the Legion has been gracious enough to offer to pay for these. And we have volunteer artists that are willing to give their time. And, and it's just wonderful. I heard you got a new one together. over there. Needs a new one on board. Needs a new one. That's right. And so these artists have some wonderful ideas and, and great great ways to share things. Um, but we're I think our biggest struggle is getting the word out Okay. and getting it. And so that's something that if our audience can maybe spread the word a little bit, um, we want to affect the suicide rate, but we don't want to wait. We're not therapists. We want to do it now. We want to do things where we can help, where we can um, increase community connections with people, um, identify people who might be having some struggles in their life that, um, not now, yeah. but if not taken care of. You it, want to catch it way in way advance. Way in advance, yeah. So if somebody's having some issues and all, Maybe an art class could take their mind off things. So the Single Marine program did just get a new director. I got her email literally yesterday. I already gave it to Kyle. I'll get that to you because well, that would be a good place to and, start. Um, 
I forgot her name. Um, but I, I think Holly. I, yes, Holly. Holly. So I have already been in contact with her. And so she's got the post up and I've given her my, my phone number. And um, so if there's anybody listening who has contacts at the base, make sure the Marines know. Come to a free art class. But also veterans as well. Veterans as well. And yeah. families now. We've and, expanded it. Yeah. And as long as um, someone, you know, is connected with the military, and I just don't think that we're reaching out enough to the veterans. Um, I have several contacts at the base now, but I don't know that I have enough contacts with veterans. But I did make a contact at Coastal Women's Forum. Okay. Day. Michelle has... Um, a husband who is involved with the disabled American veterans. Yes. And so it's a new avenue that I'm trying to explore to see if I can get some interest. And there. I think VFW, VFW does an art, like a gallery where they'll display the art of local vets. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if we can get with them or if we can announce your program on Saturday because mm -hmm. we're expecting a decent turnout. And at the very least, even if there's not a veteran there, a spouse might be there. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've been at local parties and a spouse is the one that goes out and the veteran's often very reclusive. And they've been like, oh my gosh, can I give you my husband's number? Mm -hmm. And so let's do that. Let's make sure we make it a big announcement and yeah. see if we can get more involved that way. Because we have, we do have a class coming up that is um, with model building. I'm model very excited builders. to see the results of this one. Um but I don't have anybody signed up yet. You don't have anybody signed up for the model no, class? No, I don't. And I need that. How? When's the modeling class? The 30th. The 30th of March? Yes. And you have no one signed up? No. no. How many spots can it hold? Oh, gosh. You know, I think we could probably... We're holding it at the Chamber of Commerce. They've been very nice about giving us their room. So I can think that we can get 15 or 20 or 15 so. 15 or 20. Okay. Um, easily in there. And um, we... But... I must say that down at the base, they're telling me that, well, sometimes the people don't sign up to the last minute. Well, that's good, but I'm still, I'm, I'm starting to get a little nervous. It's okay, we'll push away. that out today. And then, you need to push that out with Malice 14. And then we'll announce it again on Saturday. Can we bring a sign-up sheet to Saturday's event oh, so definitely. people can sign up? Yeah, okay, definitely. let's do that. And I'll bring some flyers, too. Perfect. Is and there an age bracket? Like, can kids participate? Well... Um, not for the model one. Kids okay. cannot part participate in the model one. They okay. have requested that we just have adults because of the the pieces. The, yeah, all of the okay. pieces and the amount of dexterity and everything that it takes to be able to get in. They just this want is a really advanced adults. one. Yeah, because you guys brought in Modelers Association of America or That's right. somebody like big time That's on right. this one. Mark has been instrumental in that. Mark Sandvigan. Yeah, I can. I can't yeah. keep up with him. Yeah, he's he's been very instrumental in that, and and so um. I feel like I'm letting Mark down by not getting. Oh, we'll get him, Virginia. <laughs> if there's anything I'm good at, I'll get people to sign up. But Nee has also um, we we've met, and she has a very interesting um, take on on the art and being meditative and um, and relaxing and all. And so that is something else that I would like to explore too to do a class with Nee um, leading it. I think that she would. As help. always, we'll always get you guys the the money. I think I'm able to say that we'll always support your programs but we just need to get the people we need people we'll get the people we need we'll get the people my principle is more about doing less about materials so it doesn't matter we're not going to need too much yeah hey we'll get it done we just need okay. to get you some people i'm excited about her program too i th I, I, no, think I think she's got so much to offer i think i'd go to a meditative one because i could use that in my life I and and our that. first one that we did um we had um fran kohlmeyer as our artist and she um 
she had, we had like six or seven people, and they all really raved about it. And then one of the Marines actually went out after and bought some art materials and is continuing it. So to me, that is That's a, success. a huge success. Yes. That's a huge success. Yeah, having one person choosing to continue on that journey yeah. is, is a great conversion rate. I knew a guy when I was in the Marine Corps who was the most incredible artist, but he was one of those, uh, what do they call it? Like artists so often are dealing with such internal turmoil. Yeah. He would paint these, I'm talking stunning portraits. And then he would take them to his room at night and destroy them. He would punch through them or throw paint on them. And I remember I found one in a closet after he had left that station and I took it home and I still have it to this day. So I'm so glad to know there are Marines who are taking art back to their barracks room to practice it in the future. Well, um, years ago, I had um, a, a Marine that came to me with some pencil drawings and, and, um, as rough and tough as you think Marines are, he was rather timid in this area coming in saying, do you think this is good, good enough? Yeah. You know, and I looked at them and they were about all of his life in the Marines. And so it had um, sketch, sketches of all of the aspects that he actually went through in the Marines. And they were fabulous, absolutely fabulous. And so, um, and we sold him in the store. Oh, that's amazing. And that was so going to be my follow-up. He was very happy with that and very happy with his progress. And people loved buying them, especially with his story behind it. Um, but then, you know, he got promoted and he got transferred. And it's like, oh, you, gosh. They, you know there's another one on <laughs> Cherry Point who's the same. We just need to find them and get them involved. Because I would, I would love to be able to support some more uh, marine artists. Absolutely. Well, it was a pleasure having you here. Thank you. Got anything else for us? Actually, we've talked about so much. I, I know. My, I'll leave everybody with this. I'll see you on the Freshwater Beer Company yes, sidewalks yes, on Saturday. On Saturday. Raising money for those kids so we can make sure those kids have a really good life. And I, I, I have to say that I think that um, you've really done a great job with the Legion. I know that you dragged me into it and I was thinking, well, why, why would I even want to do this, you know? But um, it, you've just inspired me and um, my goodness, the, the the more that we do for the community, the better we all feel. And you have really inspired us to do that. That means a lot. I like the one thing you said was your purpose as a leader is to inspire other people. Mm-hmm. And so if you're listening to this, if you join American Legion Post 539, I genuinely do not care what your passion is, right? I know nothing about art. But if you come to me and you say you want to do an art program, I'll make sure you can do that art program. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter what it is, I'll make sure we get you the resources to go chase your dreams. And you have done that tremendously. I mean, you have inspired, you have taken on, um, I mean, you have increased the volunteer rate in this particular post because you just encourage anybody with any kind of idea oh run try it how are we going to know if you don't try it right and then if i may just say one thing about art i think this is a lot of people get intimidated by the idea of participating in art taking it up because they think well i'm never going to be an artist but the way i try to explain this to people is art is really not a destination it's just one more tool just because you know how to box doesn't mean you have to be a professional boxer absolutely art is no different it's just imagine if you ever get bored and there is nothing around you, you don't have your PlayStation, you don't have your phone, you can at least pick up your finger or even some, sometimes disabled people use their toes. You just pick up a tool that can make any mark and you can express yourself, you can record your thought, you can record that moment with your own body and, with your, and then add the completely freedom. 
you don't have any kind of restriction in terms of what app am I using? Can I do this? Can I do that? It's all up to you. And that's total freedom. And it's so therapeutic to get those emotions out of your body. Exactly. Whether it's happiness or sadness or anger or excitement, to and get it out is And it's important. always fun to look back on what you've recorded and I to think, that. well, how I've grown from that point. And it's very satisfying. So if you guys are listening, join our art program. I'll bring a sign-up sheet Saturday, and we'll get everybody set up. Yay, I'm glad. Thanks for joining us today, guys. I'll see you on the sidewalk. <laughs>